This is the Mach 1 Market Moment with the team at Mach 1 Financial Group in Northwest Arkansas. Welcome into the Mach 1 Market Moment. Thanks for tuning into the podcast as we talk about investing, finance, and retirement with David Lee joining me here on the program. David, how are you, sir? Hey, I'm great, Mark. How about you? Doing very well. Doing very well. Welcome to 2020 at the time of uh, our podcast. We've done a couple here in 2020 so far, but it's still weird to say, isn't it? It, it is. I know. It's <laughs> like, uh, I don't know if you watched any of the New Year party, but they kept showing the uh, Barbara Walters segment saying, this yeah. is 2020. <laughs> That's right. Yeah, <laughs> very much so. And so there's a lot of there's a lot of things going to be happening this year. I think we've, we've discussed it already a little bit on some prior podcasts. I think it's going to be a very interesting 2020 for sure for multiple reasons. We've got so many irons in the fire uh, as a country, as uh, there's new things that have come down the pike as far as uh, retirement planning concepts, things that have changed with the SECURE Act, things we've covered and will cover on the podcast. But for now, let's have a conversation, uh, David, you and I, about just some of the biggest assets that really factor into our total financial situation, the inventory, if you will, and just talk about some of these pieces because some of these we kind of take for granted a little bit. So as the year's getting rolling and we're doing things like uh, getting in better shape and eating better, let's not also take for granted our, our biggest assets, our biggest contributors to our retirement plans, okay? Absolutely. All right. So let's start with the 401k. All right. That's the easiest one to kind of set it and forget it. And you kind of go, well, I got one. I'm putting money in it. Great. (laughs) And we forget about it. That's right. And that can be to your advantage sometimes, right? I Mm -hmm. mean, you just have it automatically being deposited in, which you you should be doing because as most of you know, you get the advantage of what's called dollar cost averaging when you just set it on kind of an automatic pilot, meaning that when the market's down, you're you're buying more shares of the market. You're buying more shares at a lower price. When the market's high, you're buying fewer shares at a higher price. So your average cost per share tends to go down over time. So that that works for you in terms of asset accumulation. But to your point, Mark, I mean, you sometimes what we can't see or what we don't look at frequently, we tend to kind of forget about. Yeah. And what can sneak up on you is like you were accurately saying, uh, it can become your largest asset. It's quite common, in fact, for us to see people who are getting close to retirement where their 401k is easily their biggest asset, bigger than your house. And where that can be important is because you got you to start to take into account what's the risk that I'm taking as that asset size keeps getting bigger and bigger. We all want it to grow. We all want it to get bigger. But over time, if you don't do something to control the risk as that asset grows in your 401k, you might end up taking more risk than you were intending to take. So for example, think about your house. Most people wouldn't think about owning a house and not having it insured or protected on the downside. Mm -hmm, Well, if your 401k, right, if your 401k is your largest asset and you're not doing something to protect that, it's like, uh, you know, buying a, a huge house and not buying an insurance policy to protect it in case of a flood or a fire or a storm or whatever. So it's important to keep your eye on that risk and make sure you're managing it. Work with an advisor like Mach 1. We can help mitigate that risk for you um, by either just simply diversifying the assets held in the 401k if you're too young to roll it over, for example, or if you're old enough to roll it over or you've recently changed jobs and you're eligible for a rollover, we can roll that over and do some downside protection by using hedges such as put options or using 
indexed annuities that have zero risk to the downside. So there's some things like that you want to keep your eye on. Yeah, absolutely. Great advice there. Certainly when we're talking about what can be, um, really these first three are kind of the milking stool, if you will, the three-legged stool uh, of our retirement situation. So you mentioned a couple times the house, David. So let's turn our attention there. You know, a lot of times, um, are you, have you considered, might you consider downsizing to maybe add more liquidity uh, to the financial picture? How does your house play into what you want to accomplish? Yeah, absolutely. Um, We definitely think downsizing as you get closer to retirement is something that should be considered. I mean, naturally, as the kids grow up and they leave the house, you don't maybe need all those extra bedrooms anymore. So sometimes having that extra equity that's not really doing anything for you can really be put to good use by downsizing, freeing up some equity and using some of that freed up equity to boost your retirement savings. Like I was discussing earlier, you know, you definitely want to make sure whatever house you are living in, you want to, you want to make sure it's hedged or insured, just like we talked about on the 401k. But yes, we, we definitely would advocate looking at, at downsizing as you get closer to retirement. We have some great retirement planning software that can help illustrate these types of effects to you and say, well, what if you did downsize and free up this much equity? How does that impact what the future of your retirement looks like? So yeah. we'd be happy to show that to you. Yeah, that's a great point. And if you have, do have some questions, you and again, like anything, anytime you hear anything, whether it's our podcast or any kind of show, always check with a qualified professional before you take action. And of course, you can reach out to David and the whole team at Mach 1 Financial Group simply by calling them at 479-876-2100. That's 479-876-2100. Or you can also find them online at mock-1financial.com. That's M-A-C-H dash or hyphen whichever one you want to use, onefinancial.com. Now, the third part of the stool here, David, we mentioned the 401k, the house, now the social security. And this blows my mind. And even though I talk to people all the time uh, about financial uh, concepts and things like doing shows like this, but it can actually be a huge, huge piece. And, And sometimes the money that you can be pulling in over your lifetime for social security can be pretty hefty. Yeah, it can be you know, worth four to 500,000 or more over a course of a lifetime. Blows my and mind. <laughs> the other thing to realize is it's not just the uh, monetary benefit of it, but, you know, social security is one of those few tax preferred uh, streams of income. So mm, even at the yeah. highest income levels, only 85% of your social security is subject to tax. Now, granted, that's, that's the majority of it, but still another, a positive spin to put on that is regardless of how much income you make in retirement, 15% of your social security check is tax free. So, it is important to your point, Mark, to uh, make sure that you have the correct Social Security claiming strategy to maximize your Social Security benefit over your lifetime. Again, I kind of alluded to the software that we have here that can help you project things like, you know, what if we downsize? Well, you can also project out different what if scenarios relative to Social Security. What if we claim right now as soon as we're 62, for example, which is the earliest you can claim. What if we wait till full retirement age, 66, 67? What if one of us waits till full retirement age and and one of us waits till 70? Or, or There's a number, myriad different combinations we could discuss here, but the bottom line is we have software that can optimize the claiming strategy for you 
which is not only optimizing your income, but also is optimizing the tax efficiency of your retirement income stream. Well, and, and optimizing and getting things set is, I think, a good way of also saying, you know, are we maximizing our future savings potential uh, and are we making the most of this? Because hopefully, you know, David, when we when we get to this point, when we get close to retirement, hopefully we've taken these three pieces of the stool and some other stuff and we're saying, OK, look, you know, maybe the kids hopefully are off the payroll, right? We're no longer maybe paying for them. Uh, we should be in the prime earning years, all those kinds of things. Maybe the house is close to paid off or paid off. And so again, are we maximizing our future savings potentials? Yeah. And that's definitely something that we would, we want to look at. And part of that also goes to uh, life insurance planning because you don't, a lot of people think, well, as you get close to retirement, you shouldn't need life insurance. And that's true. I'd say the majority of people that we work with are kind of self-insured by that stage. However, to your point here about future savings potential, you'd be surprised that a lot of people can actually accumulate a good bit of wealth post-retirement yeah. because because of exactly what you were saying. The kids are gone. You know, your, your monthly outflow to support two lives instead of four or five or lives, depending on how many kids you had, uh, can be significantly less in retirement than it was while you were working. So, even though your total income may be down because of not having a job, you're your total net cash flow may be more positive than it was when you were working. Yeah. So you can build a lot of wealth and, and that can sometimes necessitate some life insurance planning to make sure we pass wealth on tax efficiently to the next generation. So definitely something we want to look at. Yeah. And it's really just a, taking all these things into account. Uh, I probably should have thrown this one in there as well, but also when we're talking about those big, those big components a minute ago, don't forget the smaller ones either. Let's not forget about those guys. Uh, we may have a, a kind of a smattering of different uh, smaller investments. Maybe not, it's not as big as the 401 or the house or the social security it might be in terms of dollars, but it still could be quite important. Oh, absolutely. Every dollar counts when it comes to retirement planning. So make sure that you uh, consolidate from time to time. Make sure you yeah. look out there. And I mean, we see it all the time. People forget about this account they had over here that they had years ago and they just have kind of forgotten about it. And all of a sudden they find out that, oh man, I've got this account over here. <laughs> so make sure that you've done a, a consolidation from time to time where you any statements that you're getting, anywhere you, you have money, you should be getting a statement on a monthly or annual or quarterly basis. And whenever you get that, make sure you consolidate that in because all those small accounts can add up to real money. You know, one thing I used to say to people is, you know, when it comes to really anything in life, not just financial planning, you want to make sure you put the, imagine you're kind of trying to put a bunch of rocks and sand into a finite sized jar. You want to put those big rocks in first, take care of the big things, which we talked about earlier. But uh, once you've taken care of the big things, make sure you don't forget the small things, too, because you'd be surprised how much you can pack into that jar, pack <laughs> into your life, if you will, by uh, taking everything to account and consolidating. No, that's a great point. Yeah, I like that analogy. So uh, that's been our podcast for this week. Hopefully you got something useful out of that. So don't forget these biggest assets. Don't take some of these things for granted, uh, like the 401k, the house, the social security. And, and then to David's point, uh, don't overlook the small things. You know, that, that sand can really kind of fill up that jar and really help as well. So if you do have questions, you do have concerns, you need some help. As always, don't forget you can subscribe to our podcast and that way you can catch past episodes as well as future episodes, be it on Apple, 
Apple or Google or Spotify or iHeart or Stitcher. Many outlets uh, carry it. You can look and search it just by simply going Mach 1 Market Moment. That is Mach 1 Market Moment. Or you can find it on the website at mach-1financial.com. That's M-A-C-H-1financial.com. And before you take any action, always check with a qualified professional like David Lee and his team at Mach 1 Financial Group. 479-876-2100, your number to call, 479 479- 876-2100 at Mach 1 Financial Group. David, thanks for your time here on the podcast this week. I'll talk to you soon. Thank you, Mark. Have a great week. Absolutely. And we'll see you next time here on the Mach 1 Market Moment. Mach 1 Financial Group, Inc. is a state-registered investment advisor with the state of Arkansas, Louisiana, Oklahoma, Missouri, and Texas, and may only transact business with residents of those states or residents of other states where otherwise legally permitted subject to exemption or exclusion from registration requirements. Registration does not imply a certain level of skill or training. All investment strategies have the potential for profit or loss. Please see full disclosures at www.mach-1financial.com.